We can rise to the occasion. We can build this nation moving forward. All that we need, visionary leadership, people who love their people, people who love the citizens, people who love the country, and then we can rise. We can fly again. Hope Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. Amen and amen. Welcome, Fundi. It is so good to have you in our express service. I believe it's going to be lit because you are here as the father of the house. Amen. So we continue on a theme, Arise. And this is a call wherein we are awakened to assume responsibility as the body of Christ. We are challenged to stand up and take charge, and we are charged to emerge and make a difference. And I want us to understand this morning that, you know, different people, when they are about to do different things, they go for, for their tools so that they may make that work happen. For an instance, when a surgeon wants to do work, they would look and use surgical blades or forceps. When a tailor wants to work, they would look for and use measuring tapes, scissors, or needles. But when God wants to do a great work, he looks for and uses a man or a woman. May we understand this morning that people are instruments that God seeks to use to do his great work. It means you and I are people that God is locating this morning, that God is looking for this morning in order to use to do his great work. And even in the Bible, you would find people that God has used to do exploits. For an example, when Israel was in the land of slavery, Egypt, God located and used a man by the name of Moses. When God wanted to stop a genocide in Shushan, God located and used a woman by the name of Esther. When God wanted to come here on earth in bodily form to save you and I, God located, God looked and used a woman, a young woman by the name of Mary. And when Christ wanted to save the world, when Christ wanted to transform the world, he looked for and he used his disciples. So this proves that people are instruments that God wants to use to supernaturally intervene in the world. And, 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 and this means you and I shouldn't despise ourselves, but we should appreciate that even this morning, God is in the business of charging the hearts of his people so that he can begin to use them for his pleasure. That is why I want to speak to you on this subject, God's workmanship. 
I want us to awaken to our true identity, to awaken to who we are. I want us to be stirred up. I want us to be disturbed in our comfort zone, to realize that we were not created just to come and enjoy church, but we were created to be the church that infiltrates the world, the church that changes and transforms the world. You and I are God's workmanship. You and I, we need to realize the value and the purpose that God has given us. You see, when, 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 when the value and the purpose of a thing is unknown, misuse is certain, abuse is guaranteed. But this morning, I want you to understand, not only are you God's workmanship, not only are you an instrument that God wants to use to change societies, but you are valuable. You've got a purpose. You are not a mistake. You were not born by chance. You were not born through an accident. But you are born and created for such a time so that you may assume the responsibility of changing even the state of this nation. You and I are called for such a time of corruption. You and I are called for such a time of theft. You and I are called for such a time of lack of leadership. You and I are called for such a time of fatherlessness. We are called to be a solution in this confused state of our nation. We are called for this time. I'm, I'm referring to you. You see, they told you that you are good for nothing. They told you that you are a product of rape. They told you that nothing good should, shall ever come from you. But this morning, I'm changing the narrative. And I'm saying you, with your background, you, with your flaws, you, with your mistakes, you, with your gory past, have been fashioned and created for such a time. Hallelujah. Let's go to the word before I, got, I get excited. Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 10. It reads and as follows in the New King James Version. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship. We are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus for good works. You've been created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. Before you were created, God set aside the work, not only any kind of work, but the good work that you are supposed to do. So you are God's workmanship. You are God's work of art. You are God's masterpiece. You are God's handiwork. You are the best part 
of his creation. That is why the Bible says, in the beginning, the Lord created the heavens and the earth. The Lord prepared everything before the pinnacle of his creation could be created. So you are the best part of his creation. That is why he created you after he has set the stage for you to flourish therein. You are the invention of his grace. That is why the Bible declares, by grace you have been saved. You are the product of his grace. You are those who have been saved and made alive with Christ Jesus. You are those who once gave in to the lust and the passions and the desires of the flesh, but you no longer live there. You no longer live that way because God's grace and love has made itself manifest to you. You are God's weapon of warfare. You see, when, when a warrior, and the Lord says, Jehovah, our God is a warrior. You see, when a warrior goes to war, he doesn't go without weapons. He goes with weapons of warfare. And this morning I am here to tell you, to charge you, Church of Jesus, that you are that weapon. The Lord is ready to save and deliver our nation. And guess what? The Lord is in this place this morning. He's moving around and he's equipping himself with you and I, putting us as his weapons of warfare to say, let's go, my children. Let's go, South Africa needs you. The world needs you. The world needs deliverance. That is why I'm here looking for you as my weapons of warfare. And the Lord wants to use us to destroy evil kingdoms. The Lord wants to use us to destroy kingdoms of darkness. The Lord wants to use you for his great work, for his good work. Hallelujah. You know, you know, one thing that excites me it's just that Lescati doesn't excite me. But one thing that excites me is to know that our God can do anything. God doesn't need our help. Yes, you are his workmanship. But should you decide, ah, God, God can do anything at any time. But he decided by his grace that I would use Pindi. You know, I get so excited to say, God, you still have your angels. Michael is still there. You can send him and he can begin to fight on your behalf. But may we understand that in this era, this era that we are living in, the Lord preferred method to do things here on earth. It's you and I. He's saying, I can do it, but I need you. Let me include you in this. So let's get so excited that we are God's preferred method of getting things done here on earth, of solving the challenges of our time, the challenges of our nation. And as much as we are God's workmanship, the truth is we are not born ready. Yes, I know what you are so excited to say, workmanship, but you are not born ready. You have to go through preparation, through a process for you to be ready and be effective. 
No warrior wakes up to say, I'm going to war and take an ineffective weapon or weapon of warfare. But you need to make sure that that axe is thoroughly prepared, thoroughly sharpened. That sword is sharp so that it can be effective in that which you want it to do. So may we understand that God is a workman and we are his product or the product of his hands. In other words, God is a porter. God, he works on us and he continues to, to create in us the beautiful thing that he wants to see, the beautiful thing that would be effective in this world of ours. So every time we are constantly on the wheel of the porter, daily the, the porter works on us and in us so that we may be effective in the purpose that he wants us to serve. You are the invention in the hands of the Lord. That is why you need to allow him to work in you, to shape your heart, to shape your mind, to grow you so that you may be perfect according to his design. So God continually works in us. And I'm here just to give you some of the things. Can I just take it off ramp? I know maybe you're thinking this is where she's going. Can I go this way? That's where I'm going. This way we'll go next time. But today, so maybe you're asking yourself, how then can I allow God to shape me, to mold me, to prepare me, even for the great work that he has created me for? And this morning, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to dwell on, on, on what we are supposed to do as God's workmanship. And I believe a number of people have taken us through that even as we started with our Arise conference, Victoria's conference. But this morning, I want us to, to speak to those of us who are frustrated in the house of the Lord. To say, you know, I know that I'm called to do this. But this that I'm supposed to, to do, I cannot see it happening. I've got this mental picture of where I'm going. But the one that I'm currently in is just a mess. You look at this, you don't see similarities. This actually doesn't show that this is where I'm going. This is, is saying something else, and yet this is beautiful. This says this is where the Lord would want you to serve. So how then? do I get encouraged to know that God is at work even when it looks like he's not at work? Even when it looks like I'm defeated? Even when it looks like, you know, you are going nowhere, you're stuck for, for lifetime, forever? Let's understand that the process needs to be appreciated. We need to appreciate the process that the Lord is taking us through because God knows better. He's sovereign. He's in charge and he's in control. Okay, let's get back to that energy again. So when God begins to prepare his workmanship for the work that he has called them to do, the first thing, actually you take them to school. 
And I know a number of us, that's what we do. Because we want our children to be socialized into how the work, the world happens. Then we take them to school. And so is with our God. In my little mind, this is, this is not something that I've downloaded somewhere. This is what I, I felt the Holy Spirit wants me to speak to you about. To say God takes us to school. And the first school that God will take us through just to prepare us as his workmanship is the school of obscurity. God, he prepares his workmanship in the school of obscurity. The school of obscurity is a place of insignificance, a place of hiding, a place of ordinariness. A place of the mundane, a place of monotony where you are doing one thing over and over again. A place where no one even knows your name. A place even where people, they don't understand who you are. This is a very frustrating place because like I told you, the Lord has given you a dream. The Lord has given you a desire. And when you look at this picture, you see where God is taking you. But currently where you are, it's like you are being hidden. It's like, oh, Bonagali, you are frustrated. It's like you are stagnant. And, 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 and it's, it's so frustrating because you know what God has put into you. But you are not afforded the opportunity to showcase that which the Lord has given you. You know you are that powerful. You know you are that anointed. But for this particular time, the Lord decided to hide you. Have you ever been frustrated as a child? Because many of us, we once were children. You feel your, children, your parents, Daddy, mommy, I want to do this. And they just say, it's not your time. And some of us, that's where God wants us. You are not stagnant. The Lord is busy preparing you. The Lord is hiding you. And whilst he's hiding you, he's working in you for, your, for a greater destiny. Some of us, should we be exposed right now, we won't even survive. That is why children are supposed to be hidden in the womb for nine months before they are born. That's why our children, they need to be groomed within our households before they are released into the world. And this is what the Lord is saying to you and I this morning. To say all of us, we need that time when no one would know us and they shouldn't know us anyway. That is why you should stop this thing to say, do you know how powerful I am? My name is Pastor Pinti Matebula. Please allow me to come speak to your congregation. Your congregation would see something that they've never seen before. Some of us, that's how we feel this morning. To say, if, if, if only they can just afford me, I'll show them. I'll show them. That is why some of us were even bitter this morning. Bitter of some of us, to, towards some of us. And Tina, we're not even aware. Because you feel good here. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry, sir. It was not our intention. But the Lord is doing something in your life. Take it from me. 
we were once pressurized by someone who felt they, they are so powerful. They want, they want a podium. They, they just want to say something. The Lord is speaking. Oh, if I don't say this word, I'm going to die, drop dead right now. And not we're scared to say, come son. Oh my goodness. Every time I think of that experience, so please guys, please don't pressurize us. Some of you, you are so frustrated in your workplace right now. You feel they don't understand me. This CEO, this boss, the Lord wants you right there so that he may prepare you. Let me take you through people. Sanosam is cut. Joseph, he was hid or hidden in prison before he became governor in Egypt. You remember he said, everyone is going to bow down to me. The thing is with a dream that you have, that, that's not your destiny. It's not about people, you know, bowing down before you. It's about you saving humanity. That is why the Lord has to work on that pride of yours. Why is he hiding you? Because had Joseph been, you know, unleashed at that particular time. Hey, Baba was born. Hey, Moses in the desert for 40 years. Let me take you through Moses. Maybe we'll just do one point and then we'll see our mind. Moses, Moses was, was, was learned in the education yes. of Egypt. Yes. And I think he was, he was powerful. But look at him 40 years later, after the Lord led him into the wilderness and kept him and hid him there. He's stammering. I don't think he stammered when he was, he was born. I don't think he stammered. But he got to, you know, when you, you, you're busy in tending sheep, sheep can make you, you know, stammer. Because sheep is, sheep is dull. Sheep is, is foolish. Sheep is stupid. You are learned, powerful. You've got all these degrees. And yet you are tending sheep. I'm telling you, it can make you stammer. And some of you, as soon as you stammer, then you are ready. Because the Lord came to him 40 years later to say, Moses, go to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And he said, oh, 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 oh. At first, he thought, I've got this. That's why he killed the Egyptian. Because he thought he was ready. The red, in course, use me. And God said, you are not ready. For that metaphor, go to the wilderness. 40 years. And then he stammered. And then God said, you are ready. And then he used him to deliver Israel. David in the wilderness, same thing. I believe the reason why today we are well able to open our, our Bibles and read Psalms 23 is because David was once hid in the wilderness. And as he was taking care of the sheep, then he got a revelation to say, actually, as much as I love my sheep like this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want as much as I'm taking care of the needs of the sheep. The Lord will take care of my needs. As, as much as I am walking through the valley, the, the valley of the shadows, when my sheep is scared and thinking I'm about to die, then the sheep will understand for as long as the shepherd is with me. I shall not fear anything for his rod and his staff comforts me. Then we understand that as a shepherd, even when we are through the valleys, it's not death, it's 
not death is just a shadow, but for as long as we know he is with me, then I'm at rest. My soul is restored. Can I tell you this? I believe the Lord. He works and reveals his greatness. Well, when we are in the time of obscurity, when we go through that, that school of obscurity, so that when we are faced with formidable foe, a foe that you see that this one I cannot conquer, but then you re remember the lessons you have learned in that school of darkness, in that school when no one knew your name, then you are well able to stand and say, indeed he is with me. I will bless him at all times, for I know he is my refuge, he is my fortress, an ever-present help in trouble, for you've been through that school. School of the mundane. And can I close with Elijah? Elijah went through that school of obscurity. You know, the sad thing about Elijah, we do not know his background. We don't know where he was coming from. But the Bible says he appeared, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of, the Gilead, of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Sheriff, which flows into Jordan. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. And some of us, maybe we are frustrated in that, you know, from that place of darkness where people knew us not, the place of obscurity, then the Lord allowed us just five minutes of fame to come before Ahab to proclaim a word. And when are you thinking I'm already out? He proclaimed a word to say, for as long as I live, there shall not be dew nor rain for three and a half years. And then the Lord, the word of the Lord appeared to him to say, that was your five minutes of fame. But now I want you to go back to that place of hiding. Go back by the brook of Sherith and hide there. Ah, Uncle Uncle, I've been waiting for this time. I've proclaimed that there's, there's famine that is coming. And famine is on the land. Now you're sending me back to hide again. And then he went by that brook. But can I tell you, as much as the Lord has hidden you, even when you feel you are ready to do his work, understand that Sherith is in his purpose. Zerifath is in his purpose. Right there, that's where you're going to see the power of the Lord. The Lord is going to feed you right there. The Lord is going to take care of you right there. You are going to see things that do not make sense. Ravens are going to feed you right there. They are going to bring your supply. Some of you, that's all that I'm praying for this morning. That may the Lord open our eyes to realize that even in that place of hiding, the Lord is at work. The Lord is busy preparing us for the work that awaits us. And the Lord doesn't want us to die in that place of hiding. The Lord doesn't want us to die in that school of obscurity. But the Lord has called us as his workmanship to do his work. And for as long as you have not anointed Elijah, 
for as long as you have not anointed Jehu, for as long as you have not fulfilled the purposes of God, you are not going to die. No one is going to stop you. Let me tell you, you may think it's your boss, but your boss is not mightier than the great boss, your God. When it is your time, no one shall be able to stand before you. Don't get frustrated, but seek the face of the Lord in that school of obscurity to say, Father, let me absorb all that I need, even through this school, so that after I have passed, I may remember the great lessons, because the lessons that I have are the lessons that are preparing me. To my second lesson which we shall review next week in the name of jesus god bless you love you amen come on come on come on praise the name of jesus stand on your feet aren't you glad that we can give it to mama next week and then to continue with this matter i think she needs to do a part two of that yeah praise the name of jesus that's what that's what happens when you have gone through your process as well. Praise the name. I celebrate the man of God. Not just as my wife, but as a vessel of God. Surely, Mama, you need to continue with your part two when you do those other points. But all of us, we are at school, Basala. And you can't force your teacher to promote you before time. Because your teacher knows better. Frustrated as you are, it's a process. It's a process. Takes over 20 months, almost to 20 months, for a calf of an elephant to be born. There's no rush. It's a process. I hear the Lord saying, there are many of you are so frustrated and you are about to die prematurely. I know what we are talking about. One of our child who could not make it in life, it is because he was born prematurely. Prematurely. He had to, to be taken out because he could not handle the inside stuff. And we even allowed the doctors to do it. But later on, they told us that it is because he was born prematurely. He could not handle the environment outside. Salah. In the name of Jesus. All eyes closed, please. Because I sense that we need to pray for those who are saying, I cannot handle. Let's start by doing this prayer at home. To you at home, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Even right here, pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you today. Lord Jesus, Come to my heart. Be a Lord and the Savior of my life. Devil, from today, you will never, ever rule my life. My life belongs to Jesus. Jesus alone. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. We strongly believe that if you have, if you have prayed that prayer at home, Christ has come into your heart. If you, have, you are from somewhere, please find a church that preaches Christ and your life will never be the same. 
or just go through our website and find some of our campuses. We'd love to see you there. And thank you for joining us. God bless you at home. Until next time, God bless you. Amen. And to those of you, Thank you.